Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 8 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from February 18th, 2018, the first Sunday of Lent in Year B. Father Mark bases his homily this week on the second reading from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, verses 18 to 22, as well as on the Gospel, which is Mark, chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. Let us now listen to both of those readings, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the first letter of Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. In it, he also went to preach to the spirits in prison who had once been disobedient, while God patiently waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few persons, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism, which saves you now. It is not a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. The Word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The Gospel of the Lord. As we begin to try to describe what is really indicated by that term, clear conscience, I'm sure most of us would go into the definition of acting without guilt, acting virtuously, acting correctly, acting justly, of having no remorse or regret in terms of a decision or action that I have made or even thoughts that I have possessed. To have a clear conscience means that my behaviors and myself and my relationship with God are all in check. Most of our primary definitions of clear conscience appeal to our minds. In other words, we think of our conscience in terms of that list of do's and don'ts, rights and wrongs, goods and evils, that are the hallmark of a moral life. Perhaps the list of Ten Commandments comes to mind, or Jesus' call to love God, neighbor, and love self. 
But as we really ponder the term clear conscience and get into a true definition of what it really means, it becomes much more than just a mental activity or an acceptance of a body of rules and regulations. At the time of the Second Vatican Council, some wonderful documents emerged expressing the teaching of the church, especially the church as it exists in the modern world. And one of the documents that was a part of that body of literature was one called Gaudium et Spes, Joy and Hope. And in that particular document, the topic of conscience is addressed. And it's kind of interesting to see the words that are used to describe the term conscience. Descriptive words like inner core, sanctuary, the place within a human being where God's voice echoes, calling the person to do good and to avoid evil. Inner core, sanctuary, that place where a person is alone with God whose voice echoes, calling them to do good and avoid evil. As we begin to look at that more expansive term of conscience, we begin to see that it's not just a mental activity or an adoption of rights and wrong rules of behavior, but it's really a matter of the soul and of the heart. There's something more going on with the term conscience. And so if we see it as what is rooted within a human being, the essence, the core, the sanctuary within, that holy place where I live with God, then we begin to also notice that in order to live out of my conscience, I have to develop it. So I not only have to give full measure to the teachings of the church and the teachings of the gospel and what my faith is telling me and our faith tradition, but I also have to appreciate who I am and the truth of who I am, and nurture and protect this wellspring of holiness that has been bestowed upon me and within me. And so we begin to see then how a certain approach to life can actually deaden our sense of conscience, our sense of that sacred space, that sanctuary, that inner core. Things like neglect, of just going about the ordinary things of life and paying no mind to deeper things, allowing ourselves to be constantly distracted. If we're going to truly appreciate what is going on within ourselves, then we need to cultivate that space and take the time to listen, to put away the things upon which we often rely and venture into the desert of our lives, trying to listen to that voice of God within and what it's saying to us. Developing that practice requires discipline, discipline. We often sometimes refuse to admit the truth of who we are. We fight against this whole thing of who is God in my life? Is it me or do I really believe in God? Because sometimes we get too involved in creating our own destiny and forgetting the fact that we're actually being led or that there's something deeper going on inside of ourselves. And so we refuse to acknowledge this truth of who we are. And that can deaden our experience and sense of 
the sacred and the holy within. And then there's the element of sin. Those choices that we make directly that lead us further away from God and ourselves and down this other path. Those things that lead us away from a life of virtue and more into self-absorption and hence alienate ourselves from who we ultimately are and who God is and what my relationship with my brothers and sisters and this world in which I live is all about. It it erodes our sense of responsibility and our sense of engagement in life. Sin. And then there's that element of passion and impulse. Those things that I give into that are a part of my experience of life. Those things that I do that are pleasure-seeking or impulsive. And we all battle with these things, and we all have our list of passions and impulses that can sometimes erode a sense of self and bring us to a very negative and dark place. And then in some folks, those passions and those impulses have such a hold on an individual that they have difficulty controlling them, and hence we have things like what just recently happened in Florida occurring all too often. When someone just acts out of whatever it is that is happening within themselves. And so there are ways in our life that we can really deaden our sense of conscience. In fact, we can, if we push the envelope to its furthest point, we can turn that which is good into that which is evil by our choices, and even by simple neglect. And so we have this wonderful opportunity of Lent to be able to do some assessing of what is going on in that inner holy sanctuary of myself, of how I'm cultivating that soil and that space to be receptive to God speaking through my heart and calling me to something different that can attune myself more carefully to the road that my life ought to be on rather than, rather than the one that I often follow simply because. You know, when you look at the big picture of the world and we look at humanity in general, we're often in awe of the extent that evil can have a hold on us. You know, we witness some of these very devastating events where innocent lives are taken because of the random choice of one individual. It really causes us to question a lot of things, especially even our faith. But if we put that big question aside for just a moment and look at what happens when these catastrophic events occur, there's something else that can gain our attention and another question that we can perhaps ask. As we see these things, folks around the disaster rally en masse. And there's this genuine goodness that flows forth from humanity that transcends time and space and reaches almost to all corners of the world where heart-pouring of affection and sentiment is displayed, where assistance on whatever level is able to be mustered 
is generated, where people hold vigils of prayer and come around those who are affected by the disaster. As much as we ask the question, where does all this evil come from? Have we ever asked the question of, where does all the good come from? It's not just humanity being humanity. That sense of goodness and that sense of createdness and that sense of blessedness is coming from in here because of the presence of God. You see, that's the voice of God working in and through human beings, bringing them from one place to another on that road from evil to goodness, from the profane to the graced, on this road to something greater. And it's a sign, really, if we allow it to be, that God hasn't given up on us, that his presence is infused in each one of us, calling us to something better and something different. And we all know it. We can feel it. Everyone here today wants a world that is good. We would prefer a world that is whole and happy. It makes sense. It rings true. Because it touches to that depth of who we are, that inner sacred space of our conscience. And it says to us, that is what we need to be. That is what we need to achieve. And that these other things go directly against what it means to be not only a human being, but what it means to be a child of God. And so we have these brief 40 days to kind of clear away some of the clutter, to change the lens on how we see life and take that cloudy lens away so that we can clear up our conscience not only so that we do right and proper actions, but that we see ourselves, our world, our brothers and sisters, and God with clear vision so that we know the truth of who we are and how we're called to pursue this life with which we have all been blessed. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.